everybody. Welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is January 3rd. Today we are beginning a new block for this week's Come Follow Me. The block this week is Joseph Smith History, verses 1 through 26. So super, super short block of scriptures, but I'm excited to delve into it and talk a little bit more about church history and Joseph Smith's early life. It's interesting because oftentimes, especially as missionaries or when we're teaching the first vision, we tend to minimize a little bit the efforts that went into Joseph receiving that first vision. I think that it's really important that we recognize that Joseph Smith didn't one day go to a meeting and think, huh, I wonder what's true. Next day, walk into the grove, say a prayer, and voila, received a vision. It didn't work that way at all. For years and years, he pondered on these things. He thought about these things. He searched for answers. He read the scriptures. He did so many different things. And this was a pursuit of many years. And I think oftentimes, just because we don't have the time to delve into that or to think about that or to even teach that, we inadvertently make it seem like a small search that Joseph Smith did, when in fact it was a lot more detailed. And I think that that's important to recognize as we start talking about his early life. Something else that I think is really interesting, we know that there were multiple versions of the first vision that were told and written down. Now, I'm going to talk about that later this week, how those accounts really work together to give us a bigger picture of the first vision and how multiple accounts don't diminish the truthfulness of the first vision like some people outside of the church would want us to believe, but that those multiple versions of the first vision actually give us a clearer picture and a fuller painting of what actually happened. The first account was actually written down in 1832, so 12 years after the first vision happened. The one that we have here in Joseph Smith history was written in 1838. Now again, critics outside of the church have a really hard time with the fact that this history was given 18 years after the event itself. They look at that like it's some sort of ammunition against the truthfulness of the account, and that simply isn't the case. I've never actually written down that I hid a hamster in my closet when I was 12 years old, but if I were to do that now, it wouldn't make it any less true that I did that. <laughs> Sorry, mom and dad. Anyway... <laughs> It just isn't the case. Just because Joseph Smith didn't take that opportunity to write out his history in the 18 years previous doesn't mean it didn't happen. However, I'm a huge believer that whenever you study anything with the history, it's important that you wrap your mind around the circumstances of the time, meaning we shouldn't judge what's going on in history with our modern day understanding and knowledge and education. It wouldn't be fair. I certainly hope that in 200 years, people aren't looking back at me and judging me off of what they understand then. So I'm a big believer that when studying church history, we really try to get into the mindset of what things would have been like at that time, what the culture was like, what knowledge the people had, what things they were going through and experiencing, the culture of the day and the things that were considered normal then that we don't consider normal now. Understanding those things and looking at those things in the context of studying history really helps open up what we can understand from that history. So with that being said, it's important to realize that Joseph Smith history was written in 1838 
1838 was sort of a bleak time in church history. It was the Kirtland period of church history, and there were a lot of horrible, hard things happening to the saints. There were a lot of people getting upset that they had lost money with the Kirtland Safety Society. There were a lot of angry people deflecting and leaving the church and saying a lot of awful things to newspapers around the country. Joseph Smith's name was being slandered far and wide, right and left, and even people who were close to him, even his friends were starting to turn their back and betray him. So it was a really dark and hard time for Joseph Smith and for the church in general. So it makes sense then that the very first verse of Joseph Smith history says, Owing to the many reports which have been put into circulation by evil disposed and designing persons in relation to the rise and progress of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, all of which have been designed by the authors thereof to militate against its character as a church and its progress in the world, I have been induced to write this history to disabuse the public mind and put all inquiries after truth in possession of the facts as they have transpired in relation both to myself and the church so far as I have such facts in my possession. So I love that Joseph Smith just owns that. He says, look, knowing that there are angry, evil people who are speaking ill of the church and of myself in publications all around the country, I wanted to write down the facts exactly as they happened. So people who really want the truth, people who really want to know, can come here as a source, rather than the angry newspaper articles that they can find in their newspapers. Now, I think that that is a really important principle to think about. Joseph Smith writes down his history. He writes down the facts as he knows them so that people in search of truth can come to the source for facts. And that is a principle that is vital for us to understand in our day. We live in a time that it is so easy to access information. Notice I say information, not truth. If we want to know something, it's so easy to ask Alexa, to make a quick Google search. But we don't find truth necessarily through our Google searches. We don't find truth about the church in blogs from angry people who have left it. But we find truth in going to the source for truth. If or when we come across a piece of church history that we may not have heard before, it's important to search it out and to source where it came from. Unfortunately, because of all these newspapers that have been circulating, a lot of false stories were spread and are talked about as if they're true because, hey, it was in a newspaper in 1838, so it's got to be true. When, in fact, that's not the truth. So I love the idea that Joseph Smith writes down the facts. He expresses, this is what happened to me. This was my experience. These are the facts. We can go to Joseph Smith history. We can learn there about the facts as he presents them. And then we can take that to our Father in Heaven for confirmation of truth. We can take that to the source of all truth. Because when it comes down to it, if what Joseph Smith wrote here in Joseph Smith history is true, then any piece of history that we might read about in an 1838 newspaper doesn't matter. 
any piece of history that we may learn from an angry guy's blog isn't important. We seek out truth from the source, and then we go to the source of all truth to have it confirmed. That is the process that our Father in Heaven has given us. That is the process by which we can know truth and error. That is the source where we can learn for ourselves that Joseph Smith was a prophet of God. When we think about the terrible time that Joseph Smith must have been having when he wrote his history in 1838, when we think about the heart-wrenching experiences that he went through in that year, when we think about how difficult a time that was for the saints in putting forth the truth, in testifying of the truth, when evil-minded people around the country were doing everything to destroy it, it reminds me of a quote by Elder Uchtdorf, which says, The thing about truth is that it exists beyond belief. It is true, even if no one believes it. My friends, I testify that the things that Joseph Smith wrote in his history are true. Whether or not people believe it, whether or not people have written falsities about it, the first vision happened. And it happened as Joseph Smith said it happened. God the Father and his son Jesus Christ came to the boy Joseph Smith and began the process of the restoration of the gospel of Jesus Christ, a process that is still happening today. I testify that this is the gospel of Jesus Christ and that the great truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ are found here. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me, Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hansen.